This is a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. Go to allthews.3cr.org.au. Welcome to this week's edition of the Yarra Bicycle Users Group Radio Show on Community Radio 3CR 8.55am digital live streaming and a whole bunch of ways you can listen to 3CR. Uh, Thank you to Democracy Now! for the previous hour of current affairs. My name's Chris and we acknowledge the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation, traditional owners of the land from which we transmit people-powered radio. Okay, on today, you would, uh, if you're around in Melbourne, 12 noon at Treasury Gardens, Melbourne, March for Justice, Enough is Enough. Women, we have had enough, and uh, like a lot of people, I could say, I am very tired. I'm getting older, and I'm really tired of these same debates and issues and things that keep coming up, and despite being tired, we've got to stay staunch and keep our voices loud and clear about the issues that need to change for women right across Australia and the world and no doubt you've been probably watching some of the issues that have been playing out in the UK as well and yeah so get along today we've got speakers like Marcel Brazet, Julia Banks, Will Strack and Sue Ann Hunter and forgive my absolutely strangled pronunciation of stuff i haven't had well i've had one coffee this morning but that's no real excuse for not getting things correct but i am trying so over the weekend we had a very full and uh happening a range of events we had yesterday was uh freestyle cyclists had their their um, annual ride for, uh, to for about helmet manager helmet legislation uh, there was the community ride for um, safer cycling out in the west, put on by Bike West. Uh, had uh, also a cargo bike uh, ride yesterday. Uh, I noticed that a lot of uh, club stuff got washed out, and I noticed that um, Blackburn didn't put on their stuff for Sunday or Saturday afternoon. But nevertheless, we persist. And also Paris Nice, if you're up watching the drama unfold, it was basically uh, to uh, a good a good tweet that I saw from Matt Stevens, Paris Nice 2021, written by Niccolo Machiavelli and directed by Quentin Tarantino. Yeah, Roglic, he's a machine. But nevertheless, on the today's show, I'm going to be speaking to Lena, and she's from 30 Please, and this is a group in, I believe, Wollongong, who are looking for better ways to use our city streets, and I'll be playing that interview after the break. I'm Tash Sultana, and you are listening to 3CR... Please subscribe, do yourselves a massive favour. Thank you very much.
Earth Greetings have been making sustainable beautiful since 2003. Their 100% recycled cards, plastic-free stationery and earth-friendly gifts are made in Australia with the lightest possible planetary footprint. Shop online at earthgreetings.com.au or at one of over 500 stockists Australia-wide. Earth Greetings is a 3CR supporter. Good morning, and my name is Lena Huda. I'm the founder of 30please.org, which is an organization that is campaigning for 30K speed limits in Australian neighborhoods. I moved here from the UK a bit over a year ago. And um, I, the, one of the first things I noticed was I was very surprised by how fast cars are allowed to go through our neighborhoods and how how little they actually also watch out for other road users, like um, how I thought it was very unusual that I wouldn't let elderly people cross the road or wouldn't let kids, you know, watch out for kids when they were seeing they wanted to cross the road, they wouldn't stop. So then I was kind of looking a little bit more um, at, um, you know, why, why, what, what's happening in Australia? Why, what, uh, why are the speed limits so high? And I found some um, academics, and we um, started together, Thirty Please, um, as a group that wants these lower speed limits um, because they have so many benefits and they are evidence based and used around the world. And we hope we can make a change in Australia and. Uh, and you know get the community behind this evidence-based measure to make the our neighborhoods better for everybody yeah and you're saying that it's evidence-based and uh can you give give a couple of examples of where this is um you know like a 30k is seen as a safe and equitable um speed for cars to travel at Yes, so, so basically I myself, I'm German, so I grew up in the 80s and my neighborhood was in the 80s, 30K was rolled out in German neighborhoods. So my neighborhood was 30K and, um, and back in the 80s in Germany, they obviously also did lots of uh, research about um, safety outcomes and other outcomes like placemaking outcomes, noise levels and things like that and travel time. And they, they had really good evidence. They, they just found out that Basically, the travel time is almost unaffected by these lower speed limits because in built-up areas, the, the, the average speed that the car goes is normally more dependent on how many traffic lights there are or how many, you know, where you have to stop um, congestion, things like that. Um, and on the, on the safety side, the, the risk of dying when you get hit by a car as a pedestrian or as a as a cyclist um, is less than 10% when you get hit at 30K, but goes up to about 90% when hit at 50K. And I think that's something not very intuitive. It's physics, it's, uh, it's a kinetic energy that a body can handle is dependent to the square of speed. So the difference between 30 and 40, for example, is, is a big difference in terms of your risk of getting killed but it's not really big in terms of travel time difference because um, it's just a little kind of 
difference and most of the time you're not really going to be able to go the maximum speed anyway especially when you're traveling through areas like built up areas areas need schools shopping strips and the like why should anyone be going over 30k kilometers per hour yeah i was just just looking that this was endorsed for 20 miles per hour or 30k per hour speed limits was endorsed in august 2020 by the general assembly of the united nations Yes, it's actually a UN mandate. Yeah. So globally, yes, so globally the UN is saying in urban areas we should have 30k speed limits if we have cars that mix with pedestrians and cyclists. So that does mean that, you know, on arterial roads you, you can have higher speed limits, but then you really have to think about how you're going to protect people walking and cycling. So you will need crossings. You can't just have a 50k street and then not provide crossings for people. And you will also need um, bike lanes. Um, whereas if you if you reduce the speed to 30k, it is relatively safe to mix traffic. So you actually just you can share the street. You might not want to do that on a super busy road with lots of cars. That's not really what I'm talking about. We're just more talking about the more quiet residential streets that make big amount of our street network if you think about it like for example munich 80 percent of streets in munich are 30k and only the remaining 20 percent um, have 50k limits with the bike lanes and the 30k streets in munich there are no bike lanes it's shared streets that works really well it's a really you know that's how you can create a network for cycling um, with kind of concentrating on separation where it's really necessary and you you share where the area is, is you know it's not even that important for cars anyways these visit quiet residential streets because you normally only spend like as a driver you only spend the last few minutes if at all in these neighborhoods normally mm. most of your time you spend on the arterial roads anyways and, and there you know you can work with separation but yeah you're right it's a un mandate and you, we, we see it being rolled out around the world. So, you know, Sweden and Germany had already introduced this like decades ago, but um, Wales, for example, they are making 30K their default speed limit and build up areas from, they have decided to make it in the next couple of years. That's already been decided. And Spain has done the same thing. A lot of cities in Europe have done it. Also places in Canada, places in the United States. Japan has had low speed limits in, in residential areas for a long time as well. So it's it's really something we see around the world. And Australia is a little bit the odd one out how, how we have kind of relatively high speed limits in build-up areas. On Tuesday, March the 16th at 6pm, the Indigenous-led charity Books and Boots will host a special screening of the film In My Blood It Runs at the Thornbury Picture House. All ticket sale proceeds will go to Books and Boots, who transport pre-loved children's books to First Nations kids in remote communities across Australia. For a fun night out and to help close the literacy gap, head to Eventbrite and search Closing the Gap Fundraiser for Books and Boots, or go to the website booksandboots.org.au to secure your tickets. Let's do it for the bull rise. Books and Boots is a 3CR supporter.
That's yeah, something I find really quite perplexing about in Australia is that the motor vehicle has absolute dominance. And when, I'll just as an example, here in Melbourne, we have a primary school in Brunswick, uh, you know, working with the local council, Moreland and Bicycle Network to you know, open up the, you know, the last 200 uh, metres so people can ride and walk. And when this gets into the media, it's seen as banning cars or, oh, there's mobility issues. And it's, we've got a really peculiar attitude in Australia. And as you just, as you've just given the examples thereof, we're out of alignment. We're, it's, it's about giving access. It's not taking away. It's giving access. Yes, exactly. I think the, the concept of sharing the road is not really well known in Australia. And I think it's a little bit of an accident that, that it didn't happen. I, you know, I can see it here in, in Wollongong where they kind of actively take away pedestrian priority crossings, for example, and make them into islands so cars don't have to stop and they don't. And if you kind of create that, such an environment where, you know, you can pretty much go a speed where you're not really going to be able to stop in time for people who cycle and walk, you know, you don't even have a lot of crossings, then the car drivers over time, I think they, a lot of them actually think, oh, well, this is, I own the street. This is, I don't have to share because, you know, we don't ask them to, but I don't think that's really, I, I really, we have a lot of people who, who can see that and they, they can mm. see that it would have a lot of benefits. You know, also, if you think about your neighborhood, it's obviously much nicer if cars go slower and watch out. Who wants to live on a street where cars, you know, drive past really fast? It's loud, it's dangerous, and it's, it's, it's not welcoming. So... It's, uh, yeah, it really, it just, it doesn't have the balance that we see in other yes. places. And, yes. it, and, and we don't have to, you know, our 30 campaign is not about banning cars. It is just about, you know, the people who want to walk and cycle, they should feel safe and they should have the opportunity to do so. And in the end, it actually does help even people who drive because you will have less congestion. And um, it's not even... If you if you're a driver and you have no intention to ever go on a bike, it's it's not against you. It's, it's still gonna actually be fine for you. And I think if you think about it, I don't think as a driver, if you think about if you drive 50 through a neighborhood and you hit a kid, you're gonna kill that child with a 90% probability. And I don't think that's something anybody is gonna feel happy with even no. as a driver. That's nothing. That, that is not that's not good for anybody. Um, we should really think about getting that balance right and in using this beautiful year. I'm, I was so stunned how beautiful it is here, the nature and the weather, how many days I'm like, wow, this is the best place to go cycling. And then I, I go on the streets and I'm like, wow, this feels really unsafe compared to, um, to Germany where I grew up because the cars, they don't think I should be there. And there is no, so there's no bike lanes. And then the cars, which for me, no bike lanes, it's not the problem. For me, it's more about, well, you know, if I'm on a quiet neighborhood street, I would like the cars to show me respect when I'm on my bike. I'm also going somewhere. I'm not less important than, when I cycle to the gym, I'm not less important than somebody else who drives their car somewhere. Um, yeah. No, there's no, it should be equal. 
enable change, we need to show broad community support. Show your support for walking and cycling in the city of Yarra by appearing as a champion on the Streets Alive website, representing your local street, neighbourhood or school. It's fast, free and simple. Learn more at streets-alive-yarra.org. A 3CR supporter. What sort of uh, actions and uh, activities have you been doing with 30 Please? In, uh, you're in Wollongong? Yes, yes. I'm personally, I'm the founder, so I'm based in Wollongong, but we have also the co-founders based um, in other places. So the activities, um, so we're mainly using a partnership approach, working together with other advocacy groups to campaign for lower speed limits. For example, Rewrite Australia or the Heart Foundation, they're also, Victoria Walks, they're also looking at advocating for 30k limits. Here in Illawarra, we have set up a partnership with a Healthy Cities organization and a Safe Streets to School organization by, with parents. And we want to, we work with the council, we lobby the council to try out more safe routes to school, to get uh, like, which is a combination of infrastructure measures, 30k limits, but also like an educational campaign. That's the kind of approach we mainly take. And then we obviously publish articles. We uh, do social media. We do, you know, um, media interviews. We um, we speak at conferences. And, okay, um, yeah. We, we also be working a little bit together with... So the WHO and the UN, they will have their World Safety Week in May. It's going to be about 30K. So we were working with them on that. And so the global road safety campaign this year is about 30k speed limits that's the kind of thing we do and we obviously would like to enable local campaigners to educate them about all the research that's out there about 30k and um, hope that we get the community behind this because sometimes when something has always been a certain way it's obviously a bit hard to say oh let, let's change it well, it's giving people options. This is something that I've mentioned over the years on this program and other people have mentioned that there's a strange use of language when it comes to transport and speed in Australia. And something I was just saying earlier about Brunswick Primary here in Melbourne, you know, the headlines are, you know, banning or removing. And what it is is giving options and extra things for people who want to move a different way. And if you looked at this from a basic occupational health and safety issue all the balance is completely wrong about how we utilize our streets i'm just looking at you know i mean looking at your website so you've got a phenomenal amount of information on 30please.org why now faq children news australian policy psychology take action which is a really good one about how you can write to your council and uh, get this happening and video references and all the rest of it but how can people get in touch with you Lena about if they want to get involved with this and uh, for their local area on the web page you can find our contact details so you can get in touch with us yeah then we can have a chat about how to start um, a local campaign obviously it's for people who have less time if they you know sign up to our newsletter go you know like our Facebook page um, and write to their counsellor. We have a, a letter template on the web page. Yep. That is all, um, you know, also very helpful. 
and you know I think also helping it is very helpful to read a little bit about it and then being informed when have when talking to people about it because what we notice is people maybe their first reaction is like oh that's that's not really gonna help like like or like can they can't really imagine that that makes a difference but there's we can we have so much evidence from around the world when you go slower then you for example your cone of vision increases so you don't have this tunnel vision anymore and you actually see what's going on uh, next to you and you can you will notice when for example an elderly person wants to cross the road and you know people become nicer drivers they will stop because they they can see what's going on and to have that conversation with with people about all kinds of benefits so it's about you know obviously uh, people who ride their bike they're going to be for them it's would be so great to have all these residential streets being safe for them where they feel that cars watch out they go slow enough and they have that opens up a lot of streets for mm-hmm. cyclists <clears throat> then but it's also a lot of other people who would really benefit from it and then you know to have that conversation with people and saying look this is this is something we you know we, sh- we should should go for this is something yes. good for us it's not nothing to um you know to get angry about it because it's to everybody's benefit and that is so clear from all the research that there's no there's no losers with something like that and you know also, and it doesn't cost a lot of money either well it's, yes it's, you know it's it's something we could do that right away if, if well, we all said now you know we want to do that we, we could do it it's nothing yeah, it's nothing, yeah, yeah. You know, just just it. just looking at latest news on your website you know 30k an hour limit on non-arterial roads won best best prize for low cost idea at the new south wales public space ideas competition so there you go it's a actually a very good incentive to make streets safer and you know a bit friendly especially australian suits streets so it's 30 please and that's numeral 30 please.org you've got the um, your facebook page and also there's a newsletter sign up yes okay well Thank you so much for your time today, Lena. It's been an um, absolute joy because uh, I'll just, I'm just watching a parallel discussion at the moment and what you're saying is a real breath of fresh air. <laughs> Thank you. FreeCR's Binary Bartstein broadcast is airing seven hours of trans and gender-diverse radio in the lead-up to the 2021 Trans Day of Visibility and as part of Bi Health Awareness Month. Bringing the noise to the Western gender binary. Tune in on Sunday 21st of March between 12 noon and 7 p.m. to hear trans and gender diverse voices busting binaries, including in areas of art, culture, politics, well-being and resilience. Towards the Transgender Day of Audibility, for more information, head to 3cr.org.au forward slash binary busting. The 3CR Binary Busting Broadcast Project is financially supported by a Pride Events grant from the Victorian Government. And you're back listening to Yarra Bicycle Users Group Radio and Community Radio 3CR. Now, in that uh, interview I did with Lena from 30 Place, made references to uh, the Brunswick East Primary School trial that's on at the moment which is uh part of uh, that primary school 
Moreland Council and uh, Bicycle Network having an initiative called Open Streets, which is modelled upon the UK's School Streets initiative. And it's uh, basically for 90 minutes morning drop-off and pick-up times each Friday this month. Children uh, and their parents are given the option of a choice of walking, riding, scooting or skating. And it's like, yeah, to that school, you know, the last 200 metres to to give people an option of, you know, use different forms of transport getting to that school and alleviate traffic trams. Now, the bit that really strikes home, and I'll just reading this thing from The Age, is a longitudinal study of Australian children's active travel patterns found that between 1971 and 2013, the percentage of children who were driven to and from school every day grew from 25% to between 50 and 63%. Among primary school children, the figure is more than 70%. When we get into, you know, discussing things like, you know, Lena was just saying during the interview, Australia's kind of dominance or Australia's dominance of using cars and speed, this is a relatively recent thing. Uh, You can, you know, bring in other aspects like, you know, people's work, study, time requirements, working, you know, the car is seen as a quick relatively cheap way of getting getting tasks done but if you live relatively close to your school and or a whole bunch of other things going in the other direction sometimes this can be seen as a bit of a false economy and again this is a trial it's a small push in a different direction and does sound like a creaky old person I don't think I ever got a lift to school ever Growing up, my primary school and my high school were quite a few kilometres away and we walked or caught buses. And then again, that's again if you've got that, that service. But I don't really recall uh, the mum and dad taxi growing up. Maybe it's different for you. Maybe it's been different for the last couple of generations. So that's uh, in the age at the moment. And also, if you have a look at the open schools thing on the Bicycle Network site, also... It's just quickly had a really interesting event that's coming up. We had a heap of stuff on the weekend and unfortunately couldn't promote it last week because, you know, again, it was International Women's Day and it was a day of special broadcasting. But I hope you got out and enjoyed stuff. Uh, Style Over Speed, and that's going to be happening on Sunday, the 18th of April, and uh, that's been put on by Bicycle Bell. That's going to be at 197 Union Road, Ascot Vale. Uh, that's going to be at 10am and pop on a frock or suit and your best heels. Handbag optional, but great for carrying money for coffee and wine. Meet at Grandpa Joe's on Union Road, Ascotvale for a leisurely promenade on our bicycles, approximately 20 kilometres, with plenty of time to stop and smell the roses. And that's on Facebook, but I'll put the linkages into it so you can register to turn up for that for that's about a month off okay that's all i've got time for today on yarra bicycle users group radio thank you to elena from 30 please for the interview today and also don't forget that the uh, march women's march is on today at 12 noon at treasury gardens i hope to see you there if i can get myself there but 
uh, be there in spirit. So uh, our podcast should be up later. I should uh, get onto that as quickly as I can. And don't forget, 3CR, we depend upon the financial support of our listeners. So please go to 3cr.org.au. Look for the subscribe or donate option and please make a contribution. Thank you so much for today. And up next is, I think, Believe Sheepop, followed by Black Block. 3CR would like to thank our Yarrabug program sponsor, Vacro's Second Chance Cycles, for their financial support. Second Chance Cycles is a fantastic community workshop that recycles bikes, trains people in bike mechanics and sells bikes to the local community. If you have a healthcare card, they'll give you a bike free of charge. To find out more, search for Vacro online or drop into the underground car park, Harmsworth Street, Collingwood, any Thursday or Friday. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.